Centerville, to me, if I could sum it up in one word, it would be home. Home is where you feel safe, comfortable, and welcome. And that's the way I feel in Winterville. Special election episode again, part two in the series in fact. This is for the Winterville City Council race, scheduled to vote on Tuesday, November 2nd. Today's candidate is Bruce Johnson. I present for your listening pleasure, my interview with candidate Bruce Johnson. We will start with the easiest question of all. Can you say your name and the position you're running for? Well, thank you for having me. I'm Bruce Johnson and I'm running for Winterville City Council. I know community service and volunteerism are near and dear to your heart. Can you talk a little bit about that? The first time I was got interested in uh, community service was actually over 30 years ago in high school. I was a member of a student-led service organization called the Key Club, and that's actually where I organized my first volunteer event. Uh, I gathered the Key Club members, and we all visited a local nursing home called Shady Acres, where my mom worked as a nurse. And we just spent time with the residents, uh, having conversations with them, asking them about their lives and listening to them tell some pretty amazing stories. And that was when I first realized what a difference you can make if you're just willing to give up a few hours of your time. And then since then, I've been involved in a variety of volunteer programs and service organizations. I'm a member of Sorba Athens, which is a Southern Off-Road Bicycle Association. Uh, it is an advocacy group uh, for trails, and they help build and maintain multi-use trails in the Athens area. Several years ago, I was a member of, of the board of directors. I was their vice president, their volunteer coordinator, and I did a lot of fundraising and outreach. And that's, that's the kind of work I, I really like to do. And then I uh, took a little break from that. And then when I moved to Winterville uh, in early 2018, I stood at the end of my driveway and I could see where they were going to build the Firefly. It wasn't here yet, but it was coming and I knew the impact it would have on this community. So I started volunteering with the Firefly Trail. And if, you, if you've ever done uh, much volunteering with any organization, you'll, you'll find that if you are willing to show up and do the work consistently and be invested in the project, before long, they're going to ask you to be on their board of directors. And that happened, again, similar to the way it did with Sorba Athens. And I'm now on the board of directors for Firefly Trail Incorporated, which is a nonprofit dedicated to, to developing a 39-mile rail trail from Athens to Union Point. I'm the chairperson of their events and volunteers committee. I'm their volunteer coordinator. I run their website, social media, and I do a lot of uh, outreach. And again, similar work that I've done in the past, and that's really what I like to do to work with volunteers and to to do outreach and meet new people and tell them about the project. And as part of that, I'm also a member of the, uh, and a founding member actually, and currently chairperson of the Winterville Firefly Local Action Committee. And what we do there is um, a variety of things to help maintain the trail and also improve it. Several of us, including my wife, Jen, and I are members of the Trail Ambassadors Program with ACC. The Trail Ambassador Program, you agree to hike the trail four hours a month 
and you look for hazards on the trail, pick up trash. We have a backpack with information, maps, and a first aid kit, and we provide assistance to trail users as needed and generally have a friendly presence on the trail. And another thing that the Winterville Fire Local Action Committee is working on are recommendations for new amenities for the trail. So we'd like to see some improvements. I mean, it's great as it is, but we'd like to see maybe a few more benches along the trail, some more trash and recycling receptacles, uh, a bike repair stand near the depot, and maybe even a shelter down on the southern end. Uh, so if you need to take a break, you got a shady spot to do that, or maybe you get caught in a, in a rainstorm and you just need a, need a quick break. Um, so in addition to that, I'm also a member of the local Civitan Club, and which is a great local service organization. We do hands-on volunteer events, like picking up trash on Main Street quarterly. Uh, we help neighbors in need. Uh, we fund local projects that are good for the community. And on a regional and international level, we fund projects that benefit people with disabilities. The organization I'm, I'm sort of involved in, I've been involved in for the last several years now, is the Winterville Citizens Advisory Committee. And if you're not uh, aware of that, this committee, uh, the role of this committee is to recommend projects for the city of Winterville that are eligible for SPLOS and TSPLOS funding. And as part of that, we solicit projects from the government agencies like the police department, fire department, public works, and any citizen can uh, submit a project. And if it's one that would benefit the community, then we'll put it on our list of recommended projects. And then we take those projects and prioritize them and give them to the uh, mayor and city council. Wow, so you're really you're really involved then in Winterville. That I've been close to Winterville and connected in Winterville for for a long time, but I re really got more involved in the community when we were finally able to move inside the city limits back in January of 2018. Well, and that leads me to my next question. Then, what does Winterville mean to you exactly? Well, Winterville, if I had to sum it up in one word, Winterville is home because home is home is where you you feel safe and comfortable and welcome. And that's how I feel in Winterville. Uh, you get to know your neighbors. It's a very involved citizenry. And that, that's what Winterville is to me. It is home. My wife and I have decided that we're going to retire here and spend the rest of our lives here because we, we love it so much. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're going to be here for a while then. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at your platform now. Can you talk about your 100% Winterville program? Sure. This is, um, although solar is not a new idea and it's not even a new idea here in Winterville, I want to take that a step farther. And the goal of 100% Winterville is the just and equitable conversion of the city of Winterville government to 100% clean and renewable energy. And there's sort of two sides of that equation. There's the consumption side and the supply side. And we're already making some progress on the, on the consumption side. There are projects in the works now where we are retrofitting some of our incandescent light bulbs with LEDs. Uh, we're making uh, energy efficiency improvement, improvements to some buildings, including improved insulation and improving the HVAC system at the community center, which is our largest power consumer. But then on the supply side, what we have to do is we have to harvest more clean and renewable energy than we consume from the power grid. And the way to do that now is solar. And I'm already working on a couple of solar projects. First one I want to see happen is installing solar panels on the rooftop of the Marigold Auditorium. And then we use that, so those sol that solar array to power both the Marigold Auditorium and the community center. 
And maybe if we have the funds, especially if we get this grant that we're applying for to have a solar powered battery backup on the community center, which would be really useful because we also use that as a storm shelter in the event of a disaster. Tell you a little story about the grant. Um, and we don't have that. We haven't gotten the, the, the word back whether we have received this grant or not, but this is an example of how, how you got to get these projects done. And that is collaboration. You have to reach out to people uh, who are like-minded and are willing to share information and ideas and, that's what I did with ACC. And I called around until someone pointed me to the ACC sustainability office and they let me know about this grant. It's a solar resiliency grant for critical community buildings. So, they, so I called, uh, we learned about it on a Wednesday and I called Thursday morning to ask some questions. And I actually got a call back Thursday evening at 5.30 PM. And, and, and the person there was really helpful. And I was like, okay, great. We're gonna start working on this. And I knew we had David Matthews Morgan here, here in Winterville, who's written several grants and won several grants here for Winterville. And I, he, he was willing to help as well. But she said, well, just get, get, get together all you can to make sure it's in by five o'clock tomorrow. And I said, well, what do you, what do you mean five o'clock tomorrow? She says, oh yeah, the grant deadline is five o'clock tomorrow. So we, we found, about, found out about this deadline less than 24 hours uh, before, before the deadline. And that's, uh, that's tough to do with grants. Um, so I called Dodd after hours, you know, he was at home uh, with his family, but he answered the phone and I, I told him what was going on. I said, not only that, uh, the deadline's tomorrow and, and I can't write this application. This application has to be submitted by the city and you have to write a letter of commitment. He hit, and the first, if you know Dodd, this is no surprise. The first words out of his mouth were, let's go for it. And what do you need from me? So the next day uh, I took the day off and we spent the afternoon in, in Dodd's office the deadline was at five o'clock and we got confirmation we'd submitted that grant at 3.13 p.m. So just just under the deadline. And I was hoping to already have some good news to share, uh, but we're still waiting on word back. Uh, but we're hoping that we get that grant. And if we are fortunate to get that, that grant, it will pay for the majority of the cost of the solar project at the Marigold Auditorium and the Civic Center, at least 75 percent. And depending on our demographic score, perhaps as much as 85 percent of that project. And that would that would just be huge for the city. The other project that I'm starting to work on is solar canopies. And if you're not familiar with solar canopies, solar canopies uh, is the, the idea is to install solar arrays on parking spaces. And the great thing about that is you don't have to devote any additional land to the solar array. It's just installed on existing or new parking spaces. And the added bonus, you end up with shaded parking. And we have a complete streets plan. Uh, there's a partnership between the city and the Northeast Georgia Regional Commission this is about building more trails in the city connect, to connect neighborhoods and also additional parking. And I really hope some of those uh, parking spaces end up having uh, solar rays installed on top. And I think just, just between those two projects, if we're able to succeed and get those two projects done, we will be well on our way to 100% Winterville. And, and I just think, I think it's the right time to do it. And I think it's the right thing to do for our community, you know, because, you know, we're known as the city of Marigolds and we're known as the little city. But in a few years, uh, we're going to be known as the little green city. And that's that's my goal. That's a great goal. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about bike and pedestrian safety now in Winterville, because I know that's important to you. What does your platform say about that? Bike and pedestrian safety and access are important to me. I've been advocating for and helping build multi-use trails for over a decade. And one thing about Winterville, this is, this is where our small geographic size actually provides a unique opportunity. You know, from one city limit sign to the other is less than two miles. And from any point in Winterville, you can get to the Firefly Trail in less than a mile. And the Firefly Trail is a great resource. 
uh, a corridor that runs through our city. And you hear a lot of people talk about Winterville as a walkable community. And they're right to a certain extent uh, because of the Firefly Trail and some of the other sidewalks that connect our communities. The problem is that we have a lot of neighborhoods in Winterville that don't have a safe way to bike or walk to the Firefly Trail or to the park or to the Five Points Business District. And that's what needs to change. The good news is the mayor and city council are already working on that. As I mentioned, the complete streets plan. That is, that is the goal of that plan is to connect these neighborhoods to each other and to the Firefly Trail. And, and it'll be a combination of natural surface trails, uh, pedestrian sidewalks, and multi-use trails. And I'm, as, as I mentioned, I'm a big proponent of multi-use trails. And I think wherever feasible, that's the way to go. And I look forward to working on that project with the mayor and city council. All right. Well, anything else from your platform feel important to mention right now? Yeah, yeah, there is actually. I, I would like to talk about a couple of things. I'd like to talk about uh, smart, sustainable growth and jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, Winterville is growing and changing, and people are both excited about this and a little concerned. And you know, I'm a little bit of both because uh, we do need uh, more businesses uh, on the commercial side that will bring in revenue for the city and hopefully provide good jobs that will pay a living wage. And that's really important. And on the residential side, I hope as we grow, we look for ways to both encourage and promote affordable housing options. And, and I'll explain a little bit about that in a minute when I talk about our diversity. But for both the commercial and residential developments, uh, we need to make sure that they fit with the small town character of Winterville. Uh, that's really important. And actually, you can have your say in this by completing a survey through the Downtown Development Authority on the City of Winterville's website. They're, they're asking for citizen input on what businesses you want and maybe what businesses you don't want. So I encourage you to take a moment and fill out that survey. Uh, but I do think that we can grow in a way that not only uh, doesn't detract from that small town charm, but actually enhances it. You know, and, and one example is what the Firefly Trail has done for our community. Um, and one other thing on, on my platform, and I made this a separate plank because I do think it's really important, and that is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what does that mean? Now, that means to me that everyone in Winterville should feel welcome and everyone should have an equal opportunity to succeed. And by everyone, I mean everyone regardless of their race, their religion, their culture, their sexual orientation, or their socioeconomic status. And when we're talking about diversity, diversity is one of our city's strengths. And we really need to pay attention to that uh, as we grow, as these new developments come in. And we need to make sure we don't do anything to, to harm that diversity or have us lose some of that diversity. And I'm going to do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Wow, you have a well-developed platform. That's wonderful. Well, let's talk a little bit about you personally now, okay? So what's an activity that you enjoy doing, a hobby or a guilty pleasure of some kind? Well, that's an easy one. That is kayaking. I really enjoy uh, kayaking with family and friends. My wife and I have been all over North Georgia and a little in central Georgia on various lakes and rivers. And to me, kayaking is, is, is therapeutic. Uh, there's a saying that goes, you can't ignore life's troubles, but you can make them sit on the riverbank and wait their turn. And that's really what kayaking does for me, because when I push off that bank, I know that I'm on the river for several hours, short of an emergency, you're not going to get out until you get to your takeout point. So for me, that allows me to really leave my troubles on the bank, because there's nothing I can do about it for the next few hours. So I might as well just let that go and enjoy the moment and the experience with my family and friends out in nature and on the river. So I really, really enjoy that. That's, that's where I spend a lot of my time. 
Well, what's something surprising about you that most folks don't know? Uh, well, probably the, uh, <laughs> and this is kind of silly, but fun too. Uh, it's probably the <laughs> the gnome and fairy garden that my wife and I created on Sutter Street. Uh, and we did this shortly after we moved in. And I, it just started off with a one little gnome door and a few gnomes, and it's grown a lot since then. And we did it for ourselves. We also thought it would be fun for the community because a lot of people walk on Sutter Street, and we see a lot of families and individuals stopping by to check it out. As a matter of fact, uh, it was just a couple weeks ago, we came back from a walk, and there was a mom and four kids, and the kids were in the in the garden and moving things around and rearranging it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. And they had rearranged part of it into a little gnome farmer's market. They had made some changes. We have a little gnome wedding and they had added extra guests and moved things around. And it was just really fun to watch them interact with that. And so I told them, I was like, hey, you, you can, um, you're welcome to bring them back anytime. They're welcome to play with these, and move them around. She's like, oh, we've been coming here for years. And uh, so that made me really happy. And there's one other thing we added to it in in the early part of the pandemic, just another thing that's sort of silly and fun. There's a sign on the tree in the middle of the gnome and fairy garden that says silly walk zone. It's a Monty Python reference. And we do silly walks when we go by it. And we often will sit on our back porch and we'll see someone come by the gnome and fairy garden and they'll stop and check it out and they'll do a little silly walk. So again, it's just something silly and fun, but sometimes you need that. No, I would agree. Well, especially, you know, especially early in the pandemic when we were all just like, what is going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was actually inspired by uh, by someone else that was doing this in the neighborhood, had created some silly walk zones uh, signs during the pandemic for just that reason, just to bring a little fun and joy in their community. Oh, I love that. That's so kind. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know, that there's a great deal of kindness in Athens and Winterville, and I think that matters. What does kindness mean to you? Kindness and helpfulness uh, have slightly different definitions, mm -hmm. but I can't really think of an act of kindness that doesn't involve being helpful. And so that's really what it means to me. It's being uh, willing to always lend a hand. It may be a maybe family, it may be friends, it may be your neighbors, or it may be a stranger. Uh, and so if you're always willing to lend a hand to someone in need, if you're able to do it, um, that's kindness to me. That's a very good definition. How can the listeners at home find you, reach you, reach out to you, and support you? The one-stop uh, shopping site is my website, and that is bruceforwinterville.com. Uh, you can also find me on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook uh, with the handle at Bruce for Winterville.